everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Sluts Podcast. I'm Claire. And I'm Sarah. And today, we're going to be talking about first dates. Oh, a source of great anxiety, a source of great gastrointestinal distress for me. <laughs> oh, same, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's just jump right in. Sarah, do you remember what your very first date ever was? I'm talking like... Like, your first date, like, if you went on, like, a kindergarten date, and then, like, your first date ever, like, that actually counts. I'm trying to think. I I don't think I had any legitimate, like, first dates from, like, kindergarten through middle school because all of those, all of my main hangouts during that time were group hangouts. Like, I hardly well, ever okay. did any solo hangouts. So. No, that counts. Like, did you ever go on a group date? Oh. There's been times where... Kind of, yeah. I guess in seventh grade, yeah. Yeah. I had, like, a group. Like, we were all hanging out, and then it kind of came to be, like, a weird date thing <laughs> between tell me, me. Tell me about it. Tell me about the boy. I want to hear the story. Okay, so we were at Sports Zone, which was a very <laughs> popular place. In... Sounds like one of the camps I would have. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my area growing up where they basically just had a lot of different places where you could play like basketball and dodgeball and like there was this like pit you could just hang out in and they also had like arcade <laughs> stuff and they just had a bunch of stuff going on. And it was popular for all of like two and a half years and then I think it went out of business. Mm -hmm. But um, so I was there. The boy. Yeah. So I was there with friends and there was this guy in my grade also there and we were already friends, but through some, I can't remember. I honestly think it was a miscommunication, but through some weird, like, he said, she said, someone said that he liked me, and I was like, oh, well, tell him that, like, I wouldn't mind going on a date with him, or I wouldn't mind dating him, and basically <laughs> through, like, by the end of that night, we were dating. <laughs> oh, that's the best. God, I miss seventh grade. Yeah, like, he bought me, he got me, um... <laughs> He used his tickets from the arcade to get me, like, a fake little ring, and um, we dated for all of about four days until I realized that I liked him better as a friend, and I told him mm. that to his face. I was like, we're just, we're no, good friends. And he was like, yeah, funny. okay. <laughs> and that was that. Um, what about you? What was your, like, first date date? Well, in prep for this recording, I wrote down a list of all the first dates I've ever been on. And there are three that could all be perceived as my first ever date. It's kind of confusing. The first one is I had a boyfriend in fifth grade, and we went to get Mexican food, but our moms were both there. So That's I don't feel like a that date. counts. I yeah, but, like, we went out, like, we, like, went. It's and we supervised table. date. Yeah, so, like, there's that. That was the first one. He, I liked him. In elementary school, but that's regrettable because he's, like, <laughs> in high school, he was, like, a huge dork, and I, that was it's like, me. buyer's remorse, but, like, with a boy. Um, and then in eighth grade, I went on a group date with, he was my boyfriend, my eighth grade boyfriend, Jaime. I've mentioned him before. We went to see a movie with, like, my whole class. Like, almost my whole class went. There was only 25 kids in my grade. Um, and he put his arm around me during that, so it was definitely a date. I think, I don't think he paid for my ticket because, like, our parents were still buying our stuff at that point. Like, nobody had jobs and so nobody had money. <gasps> Sorry, that reminds me. I think I also went on a group date to the movies. Now that you say <laughs> do you that. Do amnesia? Sorry, I think I do have amnesia. Like, until you say something that, like, vaguely reminds me of a part of my past, I just don't recall them. <laughs> 
Was that a first date? Do you want to talk about it? Oh, I, well, I, it was like, it wasn't in my head. It was just a group hangout. And then it kind of, but it was two guys and two girls. And like, I had kind of been interested in the one guy that I mostly ended up like talking to and hanging out with. And like, we sat beside each other and then like the other girl and the other guy sat beside each other. And like, we did the whole like arms around mm. like each other type thing. That's so awkward. It is. It's, we also, I, was the <laughs> arm down at the movie theater? I remember, I remember he made a bet, like, there was a predictable part of the movie coming up, it was towards the end of the movie, and he was like, oh, I bet if this guy, like, makes this shot, or, like, does this thing, like, like, that's gonna happen, you have to kiss me, and I was like, oh, I bet he's not gonna make it, and then we're just not gonna kiss, like, don't kiss me, <laughs> and he, I don't, Did I don't, not want to, and I don't know, I think I was just being spiteful, <laughs> because he did that, and the guy ended up not making it, and I was like, ha, whatever, <laughs> and then <laughs> Like, it's like, no, we don't kiss. Yeah, I know. And then I was like, bye. So. That feels like super on brand for you. I know. Like, if that didn't color the rest of my experiences. Okay. And then my first ever, like, real life, this is 100% a date. Like, this is, this cannot be interpreted another way. Um, Was in 11th grade. It was this boy who my friend, he went to a different high school. My friend, like, set us up via text message. And he and his girlfriend had just broken up, like, two months ago, and she was already seeing another guy. And they had dated for, like, years before. And I hadn't dated anybody since my eighth grade boyfriend, you know. (laughs) And um, I meet him at this barbecue restaurant. And looking back on it now, it really wasn't good. I just didn't have anything to base it on. (laughs) He talked about his ex, like, a lot. But I was just like, yeah, this is us getting to know each other. That's a red flag. Oh, yeah, he was really upset about the guy she was dating. But after that, that was initially, that was literally during dinner. But then after dinner, we went to the beach and walked on the beach. And that part was very nice. That was, he was, this dude, I went out with him for like three months. We didn't go out like, he was not exclusive. I mean, I wasn't seeing anybody else, but like he wasn't my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like we were just like kind of casually seeing each other. And he was a really good dater. And our first date I have very good memories of. Like, the beach walk part was awesome. The dinner part was, like, I mean, in retrospect, very awkward. But when Left I was much there, to I, be desired. <laughs> yeah, when I was there, I was like, this is just how it goes. But, um, yeah, he later, uh, whatever, like, three months later, he broke up with me for that same girl, and they're still together. Oh, wow. So, like, I think they're going to get married. And I am the only other girl he's dated. He's also <laughs> the only boy who's ever broken up with me for real. And he really only did because his mom made him. But, like, oh, shout wow. out to his mom for making him break up with me. Because. And now he's with the love of his life. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he and I weren't. It was okay. I was going to break up with him anyway. Like, I, he was just. I was killing time. But, like, shout out to him and his mother for making him break up with me. Because that's the best thing. That's the healthiest relationship <laughs> I've ever been in. That makes me think, like. When I was younger, I feel like I went on better, like, so-called dates than when I was older because, like, I had, like, there was less options, if that makes sense. So, like, we had to do stuff that 
like where we just involved like talking to each other and hanging out so like before i could drive i remember this guy would come to my neighborhood and we would just walk around my neighborhood and then we'd like lay out on like the grass or the golf course and we would just like lay there like talking for like an hour and then he'd like walk me home and yeah they were were, like we'd hang out on the beach and do like the same thing like they were really nice i guess so that like emotional intimacy yeah like it was looking for it was nice like i think only once like i actually went to his house and like we watched a movie and like that was it and then my mom picked me up but like those were nice little fake whatever they were dates like that was something fake you just didn't have a car that was all you could do (laughs) that was physically all I could do I I could just walk I could walk yeah um but yeah no those were in respect those were kind of nice so I guess those were the best dates I've had (laughs) pre-driving okay so now that we've talked about our our very first first date Sarah, you've done a little bit of research. Um, I have. Okay, ladies and gents, let's get into it. Um, So regarding first dates, a lot of the stuff, when you look on like actual like journal articles and stuff, it looks on online dating and then meeting face-to-face for the first time or like meeting for your first date for the first time. So this is all like in these next few articles that I mentioned, this is all regarding online dating and then subsequently meeting face to face. So the first one is gender differences in online dating. What do we know so far? A systematic literature review. This was published. Sounds <laughs> riveting. <laughs> this is some good shit. Um, you can tell I would double majored in women and gender studies. Um, published in the 2016 49th Hawaii International Conference on System oh, Sciences. I know, right? Mm. Um, it's essentially a meta review of existing research on the differences in male and female use of online dating with respect to motivation, preferences, self-presentation, interaction, and outcomes. Um, I already mentioned this to you, Claire, but there was one statement I didn't like towards the beginning that basically said physical attractiveness is key, like the key criteria for men, while women, being much more demanding, prioritize socioeconomic attributes when choosing a male partner. Um, I found that so extra and annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the way they painted that, much more demanding. So what I found aggravating about that statement was... Physical attractiveness is a like mostly genetics. Like yes, you yeah. can you can groom yourself, you can exercise and do stuff like that, but like symmetry of your face, like your nose structure, like certain things that are just genetic. Whereas and then also with socioeconomic status, obviously not every group is afforded the same opportunities. Like not every group has the same upper mobility and like all of these things, but there's more aspects of that I feel like you can change than you can your face <laughs> and body. Yeah, like, I agree. Well, I just think more demanding feels Yeah, and then saying... And I don't like that. Yeah, and then, like, they just didn't really... They didn't need to have that little caveat there. Like, they did not yeah. need to have that clause interjected in between those two commas. It made me very irritated. Um, but aside from okay. that, yeah, interesting. it's an interesting study. <laughs> um, so it mentions... Um, Within the study, it mentions that females are actually more reluctant to meet other users face-to-face since they need more computer-mediated interaction compared to males before an actual meeting offline. And so I wondered what your thoughts were on this because I actually kind of agree with that. Like, I feel like I need more, like, I need to talk to them a little bit more. I need to understand their, like, style of communication, how they feel about certain things, 
like how their humor is, like all of that stuff before I meet with them. So I know if we're going to be able to have an easy going conversation, if that makes sense. So initially I was like, yeah, of course you want to talk more. But then I realized my recent trends have just been like, you know me, I like to come up with like procedures. (laughs) Um, So what I was doing before was if I could not translate like a conversation to a date within a week, I dropped the guy. I was like, if I can't make this into plans Mm -hmm. within one week, what's the point? But that said, I think um, this is kind of depressing, but I think men are a little bit less worried about getting killed by their hookups. True. I thought, yeah, I think it did mention that as well as like the stalking and like terrible outcome parts. There's so much bad. And I feel like women are at a very vulnerable position so you want to make sure that the dude you're meeting isn't going to kill you. And that sounds, like, dramatic, but it's literally what I mean. I know. That's why there's, like, I feel like there's so many things talking about, like, oh, make sure everyone knows who and, like, oh, where yeah. and when you're meeting up. Make sure it's in a public place. Make sure you have a way out for women. Whereas yeah. guys, it's like, make sure she's not fat. Like, it's so stupid, the differences in the advice given to people before their first dates. But um, I digress. <laughs> Um, The article also stated that there's actually more evidence that both men and women tend to have similar amount of first date experiences offline using online dating platforms, but... Well, that makes sense because they have to date each other. I know. Like, who else are they going to date? Like, I mean, like, you could use Grindr, I guess, like, as an example of men dating men. But, like, obviously, the men have to wait until the women want to meet them if they're trying to meet the women. That's silly. And then it also said that females have higher dropout rates in terms of their subsequent evaluation of their dating partner. And the literature review suggested that this is because women focus on quality while guys focus on quantity. Um, So (laughs) what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't want to date a (laughs) shitty dude. I could date a ton of shitty dudes if I wanted to, and I just don't want to. I I want to date one quality dude. I feel like this literature review keeps painting it as women being, like, the most or, like, trying – like being as the harder people to appease when I feel like we're being the most realistic. Like, we're making the most sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, okay, maybe, sure, I'll own it. Like, yeah, if it's difficult, I'm difficult. We've already accepted the fact that I'm difficult. You know this. If you listen to any of these podcasts, you know that I'm difficult. But, like, yeah, I want to date not a shitty dude, and I care more about, like, who you are as a person than what you look like. What you look like matters. It does. Lot. It matters with physical chemistry. I'm not going to lie. Oh, and yeah, that's everything. Like, I went on a date with this one dude who I alluded to in, I don't remember which podcast, but I referred to him as Gallant. Like, he was the guy who texted me and was like, all right, I'll talk to you Tuesday. And then we went on a date. And, like, I had, our conversation was great. I would hire him, but I never want to touch him. <laughs> like, I felt bad about it. Like, he was a really nice dude. Like, we had great conversation. He was, like, kind of funny. He asked me a lot of questions about myself um that'll come but up yeah later. yeah but he was like ugh. it was not he couldn't throw me i do that. i think it's interesting in how i view people like 
how I consider their physical attractiveness, whether I met them in person first and got to talk with them first versus whether I saw their face on a dating app and can't talk with them and meet them in person first, if that makes sense. I hold them critical. I am so much more critical and I hold them to much higher standards on dating apps than Mm -hmm. when I meet people in person. When I meet people in person, I think I like I still care about looks, but I care about them less because I'm actually talking with them and like laughing with them. And that's influencing, I think, how I see them physically. Whereas when I simply see them on paper, I'm being much more critical and then physical attractiveness becomes a little bit more like of a higher stake for me. So I, well, I view it higher than also I- seeing people in motion and like pheromones and stuff is a whole nother game changer. Yeah. So I just I think it's because int- like I I feel like I can objectively be like, I recognize that this person isn't conventionally attractive, but when I'm with them. Like, I like them. Like <laughs> Me and, and all of the guys I've been involved with. <laughs> and then when I'm on dating apps, I'm like, ooh, no, no, no. And I just do it so quickly. And I'm like, I wouldn't even be like that in real life. It's so, it, I don't know. It's so weird to me. Oh, yeah. In real life, I'm way more like, like, I spend more t- I'll give anybody a shot. You come up to talk to me, I'll talk to you. But on the app, I'm like, nope, loser, bye. Uh-uh, gross. I know. It's, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, but moving on to our next research article, which is What Predicts First Date Success? A Longitudinal Study of Modality Switching and Online Dating. Um, this... I love that you've got these, like, journal articles. Oh <laughs> I know. God, so a, bitch loves, a bitch loves her journal yeah. articles. Um, so this was published in the Personal Relationships Journal in 2017, so still pretty recent, um, and it investigated the effects of online dating sites on first date success. Um, participants were surveyed before their first date with someone from an online dating site and then again after meeting their partner in person. Um, And basically this whole thing just said that the findings indicated first date success was predictable from features of their online impressions and relational ah, dynamics. Um, So essentially the foundation for a successful relationship may already be in place before two people meet offline for their first date, which I feel like makes sense to me like if you're met like if you met through an app or a dating website and you've been talking for a good bit and you're like setting up that first face-to-face meeting and that first date um you've already understood each other's like communication behaviors you've already gotten a little bit of each other's sense of humor and like who they are as a person so I feel like that would definitely influence your first date success oh yeah it's nice to have like a little joke or something from before that you can like reference it. like yeah. yeah yeah you're like oh we already have we we have things in common remember that joke yeah <laughs> remember that joke we had that's our joke <laughs> yeah. but like it's it's nice to be able to reference or like you had a conversation and then like you're talking in real life and then you can just like, like spin oh, off and, yeah that. you yeah. told me yeah, and that makes it seem like you're paying attention because you are. You and know. Y- yeah, and you can understand how they're going to, like, kind of respond to stuff or, like, their type of, like, response. Like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be easier to bounce off of it once you mm-hmm. already know how they well, kind of speak. that's like going into it with somebody you kind of know versus just, like, a total blind date. True. Which, like, Never been on very scared of. <laughs> um, The guy I went out with in 11th grade wasn't a total blind date, but I hadn't met him before our first date. We had just been texting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And my, um, my last journal, my specifically journal article, um, has dating become more egalitarian, a 35 year review using sex roles. Um, so this was published in the sex roles journal in 2011. So a little more dated. Um, 
but it examined research on heterosexual dating published in the journal since its, since its inception. Um, it suggests that heterosexual dating among young adults in the U.S. remains highly gender-typed in terms of cultural scripts as well as interpersonal scripts. Um, so basically, things haven't really gotten, I guess, more equal over time, they're saying, with regards specifically to first dates. Um because people are more likely to stick to cultural scripts and stereotypes, like behavioral stereotypes on how to act in certain situations when, like, in situations of uncertainty. So, for instance, like a first date or making a first impression on someone. Um, the article also mentioned that formal and informal institutionalized power of men is still stronger than people recognize. So the prevailing gender dating script is likely to be adhered to most strongly in a first date. Um and then some examples of just, like, cultural norms and stereotypical behaviors that people tend to adhere to on these first dates are, like, men asking the women out, men planning and paying for the date, whereas women are expected to kind of, like, keep themselves looking nice and groomed properly and also facilitate the conversation and stuff like that. Um, so how do you feel on that? I mean, as far as, like, sticking to a cultural script, I think that's fine. I love a routine, TBH. But um, I personally, I'm not afraid of making the first move. Mm -hmm. I frequently, in my endeavors, have been like, hey, let's go grab drinks. Like, that's my new thing on Tinder is like, hey, let's grab a drink. Let's go grab drinks. And um, I asked football out the first time. I was like, let's get drinks. Like, let's go out. I asked football at the second time. Um, and, and like, I don't know. I've given, I don't know. Like, I've initiated a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So as far as, like, the asking out, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I would love to be asked out by somebody I like. That would be an amazing thing. That mm -hmm. rarely has Always. never happened. Yeah. Um, literally, I'm, like, trying to think. I don't know. I've been asked out by, like, two guys, three guys. But I've been on eight first dates. I have a list. I, I'll go through what they were later. Or, yeah, I'll go through what they were later. But as far as, like, men paying for the date, I think on all of my first dates, the guys have paid. That's not because I always offer. Mm -hmm. But then, this is kind of weird. If I like them, I will let them pay. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. But if I don't like them, I will fight a little bit harder. Is it because you don't want to feel like you owed something to someone you yes. don't like? Yes. Yes. So, like, I went on this date with this dude who we will call Dragon Boy, and I'll talk about him. Um, I went on a date with this guy, Dragon Boy, and I really... We were going to dinner and a movie. This is our first date. We only went on one date. Ten minutes into dinner, I was like, oh, this is going downhill fast. <laughs> and so, like, when the bill got there, he was, like, going to pay. And I was like, let me, like, let me take care of mine. And he was like, no. And I was like, let let me <laughs> take care of mine. And then we still went to a movie afterwards. And I was like, please let me buy my ticket. And he was like, no, I got it. And I was like, no, please, like, please let me. And he was like, no, 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 I'll get points and we can use them next time. And I was like, oh, baby. There's not going to be a next, no time. next time. I almost didn't make it to the movie, but I wanted to see it. And it was good, but I was so worried he was going to touch me the whole time, and I just didn't want to deal with that. He didn't. That's but, good. like, yeah, I don't know. But, like, other than that, I've let dudes buy my drinks and stuff or, like, dinner. Like, if I like them, I'll be like, oh, I can pay. And they'll be like, no, I got it. I'll be like, oh, well, thank you. Like, that's kind mm -hmm. of – because I can pay. I'm a grown-ass woman with a job. Like, I, I can do that. And I want them to know that I'm capable and I don't expect them to. 
But mm-hmm. if I like them and they offer, I will let them. I remember um, no guy had ever let me pay for stuff before, like in high school and early college. And then this one guy, I was like, oh, let me get like the Chinese takeout or something. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll get you next time or something like that. And for some reason, that small act of him letting me pay for the first time, I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like it made me like him a little bit more <laughs> than I already had. Um, when I was going out with football and we like went out very regularly for several months, I bought, we probably split it. Like Mm -hmm. I'd buy dinner sometimes. I bought movie ticket. Like it was just very much more equal over time because like, you know, we saw each other more than once, but most of these first dates, I let these, these guys buy me drinks and then I don't talk to them again. I say if it's, if it's something where I think it's more platonic and I think that they may think it's more romantic, um, I will definitely suggest that I pay for myself or I pay for both of us. Um, and I feel like I don't, I don't know why it shouldn't send the message that I think I'm not interested in them, but I feel like it does a little bit. Like, well, if that's I, kind of why I let the guys I like pay for me versus the guys I mm-hmm. don't like. I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, the cultural script and such. Interesting, interesting. Um, so you know us bitches love psychology today articles, so Hell I definitely yes, we do. Definitely got a few of those mm-hmm. in here. Um Tell me about it. The first one is six tips to practice on a first date. Ooh, we love so tips. Here are some tips. Let's see if we agree with them or not. Um, the first one is be on time, which I ten thousand percent agree with. <laughs> Um, I think it's a sign of respect. I think you show that you respect their time. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think there's much more to say on that. I'm a punctual gal and I love when other people are punctual too. (laughs) I'm usually like for stuff I'm anxious about, i.e. first dates, I'm usually early, except when I went out with uh, football, I was like five minutes late. That's probably why he doesn't want to date me anymore. (laughs) But, um, I will say, okay, being punctual I think in the year of our Lord, 2019, you should always meet. You should not let your first date pick you up because there is a danger risk. A lot of time Mm -hmm. you're meeting like strangers. Like it's not like you're going out with your next door neighbor who you know, unless you are going out with your next door neighbor who you know, unless you already know this person, meet them there. So you have your own car so you can Mm -hmm. leave. That's so, yeah, I don't think you should like, once you've established that you're like, oh, this dude's like probably fine. You can like ride together or pick up or whatever mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of carpooling in general but like for that first date you need an escape route very true very true i agree um so the second tip is listen and ask intriguing questions um so basically this is just engage in active listening and provide follow-up questions or make comments on the statements that they make rather than either just like talking about yourself or basically not doing those things um i feel like that's pretty explanatory like that that makes sense like that's just called having a good conversation yeah getting to know people yeah you should do those things um so that one's pretty straightforward uh the next one is don't bring up your ex um Aha. yeah so it says you're there to get to know a new person and share new experiences on the first date and just as a whole other thing dating new people isn't a healthy way to get over someone if that's your whole intention um hmm. so I, I feel like that's a good tip as well yeah i have some thoughts that I'm not going to bring up about that. <laughs> um, so moving on, yeah. <laughs> the next one is, these are all pretty 
self-explanatory but this one just have fun um try not to let you do that on purpose i know yeah of having like a good date yeah it's main idea is to not let stress or anxiety like rule your emotions um still have like regardless of whether this results in a relationship or something like that their whole idea is that you can still have an opportunity to laugh and talk with someone. You can practice your conversational skills. Like, it's still an opportunity for you to converse and, like, just be out in the world, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't result in exactly what you wanted. So they're saying basically, like... Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like, put away your anxieties, because regardless, this could be a good experience for you. Um, and then the last one is stay off of your phone. Yes! I feel like that's so important in this day and age, on first dates specifically. I mean, really throughout all of your time hanging out with someone one-on-one or in group settings when you're, like, supposed to be more in the moment. Um, but it says stay off your phone. Studies have shown that a large number of individuals who experience a bad first date do so because their date spent most of their time on their phone. So, you know who's really bad about that? Who? Guess. I don't know. T-shirt. <gasps> that feels right. <laughs> yeah, we only went on one actual date. And, I mean, like, we saw each other more than that. But we went on one actual date, and I have a very vivid memory of him being, like, on his phone. And me being like, oh, that's rude. Like, I consciously thought about it. But then, you know, my dumbass just kept on trucking with that. You know, one of, I think one of the last times I hung out with study abroad, he was, like, mostly on his phone. And I was like, that should probably be the signal that this isn't going to mm-hmm. last across an ocean. But, <laughs> um, <Well. laughs> so, yeah, um, those were the main tips from one of the Psychology Today articles. Okay, I agree with them. Okay, so the next article we have is also from Psychology Today, and it is the best conversation topic for a first date. So some research conducted by Marissa T. Cohen in 2016 of 390 predominantly heterosexual survey respondents agreed that the most successful conversation topic was on the woman. Um, so basically just let the lady talk about herself and that will lead to a good first date. (laughs) Um, which is confusing if they were both women, but I digress, I guess. (laughs) They would just defer the whole time. Be like, no, you talk about you. And then it would just be infinity for that. They're stuck in that coffee shop, just going back and forth. Or they would just compete, like, to talk about themselves more back and forth. I don't know which one would be worse, to be honest. I'm the woman. They would both be terrible. Um, So basically, the article said that when it comes to conversation, a first date is all about her. So successful first dates occurred when the woman is able to talk about herself. Um, And then it also mentioned to avoid the rearview mirror, which we kind of touched on in the last article, I'm pretty sure. It said that the study found that no matter the motivation, women viewed a partner discussing past relationships with them as a mm-hmm. sign of disinterest. So no matter why they brought it up, the reason, like just the fact that they brought it up at all made the woman think, oh, they're not interested in me. They're clearly interested in this other person that they just brought up. That makes sense. Yeah, that made sense to me too. I mean, if someone, if I went on a first date with someone and the fir- like one of the first things they do is bring up their ex or bring up all of the other women that they've ever been with i'll be like you know what either he's just a not a great guy or b like really not into me so yeah 
Unless you're me in 2011 when I went on that one date with that guy and he brought up his ex-girlfriend. And then I was surprised when he broke up with me for his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> You're like, this. I had no idea this was what? coming. <laughs> there were no signs. Um, and then the next one, I don't think that you will like very much. Um, mm. But it's a first date is not a job interview. So <laughs> it, it literally is a job interview. So they said that topics were fine, but specific questions can detract from the overall experience and that successful dates consisted of high energy shared narratives with few questions. So what do you, what are your opinions on that? Well, I don't like that it says it's not a job interview because I want like a whole resume. I want like, okay, I want like an entrance interview and then I want an exit interview. Like, side note, I want to talk about this for like just two seconds. When you break up, it would be like so great to be like, um, what are your reasons for leaving the company? Is there anything the company can do better? Uh, and like, I'm the company. The company is me. What can I do better? Why are you leaving me? <laughs> but like, that would be so good for like closure and like self betterment. So like, I. I use that a lot, like what, like, job, like, I don't know. It is a job interview, too. It's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, that was just, that that. was one woman's study or one woman's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It was a study, but it's. (laughs) Um, And so going kind of off that last point that they were making, um, the excitement of high energy communication was important. So high energy communication is linked to excitement and mutual excitement was linked with interpersonal chemistry. Um, And then they also mentioned an unexpected finding was that there was um, enhanced feeling of bonding with men who interrupted them. So women had enhanced feeling of bonding with men who interrupted them. Um, But they also clarified that these interruptions weren't to change the subject but rather to support what the women were saying, express agreement, and demonstrate understanding. Um, So I feel like at first I didn't think that made sense, but then when I thought about it a little more, I was like, yeah, no, I guess when someone kind of interrupts me with just to basically be like, oh, yeah, no, like that's totally plausible, or like that makes so much sense, or that happened to me, and they don't like completely change the topic and take it away from me, then I can understand being like, yeah, hype me up. Like it's kind of like a hype man in that sense, and it makes me feel better. I think – interjection is a better word like if i i have a lot of like stories i keep in my back pocket like that i can just like tell and so like i have like little like high energy monologues but when you're talking to somebody or like if i'm on a date and the guy is just like oh yeah and he like interjects like not changes the topic like you said that makes sense because that sounds like he's paying attention Mm -hmm. he's interested he's listening he has something to add that totally i i get it i think that is a great it's an indication that they're paying attention to you which is everything yeah and i think they also mentioned in the article that it was often associated with like women changing pitch and like doing stuff like that whereas men either got louder or like laughed louder and so i guess that was a good association was showing that you're not like super monotone and kind of bored (laughs) with what you're saying and the other person's agreeing and like getting kind of a little bit like more excited and hyped up too so that made sense to me. This is why all the guys that I, I thought I went on bad dates with think I've gone on good dates with them because I change my pitch all the time. I talk up here sometimes like when I'm like pretending to be somebody else, but then I talk down here sometimes and I'm like making a little joke or a point. So my pitch varies greatly. <laughs> I know. I think that's how you keep a conversation interesting and flowing yeah. is like you show that you're you mean something or you show that something's funny or you try and communicate something in a different way by changing your pitch and doing things in a different way so i don't know 
Um, that also made sense to me. But the next mm-hmm. article that we have, also from Psychology Today, was... My fave. I know, right? God, we stand Psychology Today. <laughs> we stand Psychology Today. Um, was, your first date went well, so why don't they want a second? And it kind of just provides some generic explanations for if one person thought that the date went well and the other person didn't follow up with a second date, like why that may have happened. So the first Mm -hmm. one was, they like you, but not romantically. And essentially that means, oh, they enjoyed your company on the date and like they laughed and had a good time, but they didn't feel enough romantic chemistry specifically. And so that's why they may have declined going out on another romantic date with you. And that feels right. <laughs> that feels, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the next one was, they're not over their ex. Um, so <laughs> the article said, people go on dates hoping that they will meet someone so great they'll be able to move on and pursue a new relationship, setting an extremely high bar for you to pass. That other person is already emotionally occupied and they're kind of setting this extreme standard um, for you. So if you don't, for some reason, pass this high standard, then you won't be getting a second date, which you shouldn't be getting a second date from someone who is still hanging on to past yeah, relationships. Well, it's much better that they don't go on another date with you instead of leading you on for a month. I know. So I think if people are, are straightforward with the reasons why they don't give second dates, like these, mm-hmm. like all of these make sense. Like none of these are so unreasonable that I would be like, oh, that's dumb. Like, Go out with me again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, literally just give a reason. Even if it's, it's not you, it's me. That's a cliche, but that's a cliche because it's true. Yeah, or um, one that I recently heard was, it's just not a good time. <laughs> mm. I kind of hate that, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, I shared it with someone else and they said, yeah, I don't super like that because if it was the right person, it'd be the right time no matter what. And I was like, cool, um, that doesn't make me feel better, but... No, but still, like, whatever, just give me a bullshit reason instead of ghosting. True. I Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah, rather just, just have a, a set, a set ending, no. a clear ending yeah. than mm-hmm. an open ending. Um, Their next reason in the article was, you reminded them of someone that doused their flame. Ooh, a douser flame. A flame what? douser. What? You know what really douses my flame? <laughs> I love that, like, we're saying it in the same tone as, like, you know what burns my biscuits? You know what? That's exactly you it. You know it's what like, douses wow, really... my flame is when someone yeah. says this. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, rains on my parade, douses my flame. Don't douse yeah. their flame. <laughs> Don't be a flame douser. Come on. Yeah. Um. So, essentially, <laughs> that <laughs> that whole point was just saying, like, you meet up with, I think one of the examples they gave was you meet up with them and in their head, they're instantly like, oh no, oh my God, they look just like the pictures that I used to see of my dad when he was younger, like old photographs Ooh. of my dad. Or like, they remind me exactly of my ex-partner or they remind me of my cousin or something. And so they have a fun time, but in their head, they're like, no, this is kind of weird. So they don't go for a second They date. can't like go past it. That's yeah. fair. That, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that would too. be like really tricky. Be like, hey, I had a really great time with you the other night, but you look exactly like my father, so I really can't do this again. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Yeah, no. I mean, I think you'd have to accept that. I like, I would fully accept that because I've had people all the time tell me 
that I remind them of people that I've never met, they'll be like, oh, everything, like the tone that you say things in and the phrases that you say and the gestures you make totally remind me of this like other girl or this other person. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> but I guess for you, like, I don't know, that makes sense. Okay. Okay, thanks for telling me. I don't know her, but <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And then um, the next point that they made in the article was you're too good for them in some way. So what? I know it's, it sounds weird, but they, it kind of makes sense. So it says that people have a good radar for situations that might make them feel bad about themselves. So if one person seems really competent and competitive and ambitious and like go getter for life, while the other person is like way more casual, way more laid back, not as competitive, they might feel like they're at odds. So the more laid back person might feel like the other person expects them to rise to a standard that they can't meet or that they may be judged for their lifestyle or something. They probably do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they would say it's probably not a big deal in the beginning of the relationship. And then eventually they'd be like, but no, you need to, you need to do stuff. You need to do these specific things. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, well, that just sounds like you're not compatible. I mean, that's a fair reason. I know. Like people live life in different ways. Like I could never be with someone who's not punctual. Like that's just me (laughs) as a person. I would want them to rise to the standard of punctuality and they couldn't meet it. Um, So yeah, there's that. And then the last one was they're just looking to have sex. So you could meet up, have a fun time, but in their head, they're like, okay, I definitely thought this was just going to be a hookup thing. And it seems they're way more interested in having like a long-term type of relationship or a more serious type of relationship. So they're like, better not lead them on and do a second date when that's all I want. I just remembered I was the casual person once. I... I hooked up with this guy, and then I thought that might be it. But then he asked me out to dinner, and I was like, ah, okay. Then we went to dinner, and I realized that he was in love with me. <laughs> this is Purple Rain. Oh, Purple. Poor yeah. Purple. No, not Poor Purple poor, Rain. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a mess. But when I got home, he texted me, and he was like, hey, I just want you to know that I haven't felt like this in a long time. And I immediately replied, and I was like, hey – um, I had a good time tonight, but I think you're looking for something way more serious than I am right now, and I just don't think we should go out again. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. But I didn't want, like, he wanted to fall in love, and I didn't even really want to see him in the daytime. I know. I don't understand why he was ever confused about, like, just the way that you guys met I and mean, the way your first I'm, instance, yeah, you know, it was went. Very, it very... didn't set the scene to have... Yeah. A long-lasting, loving relationship. I should have never given him my number. But I thought it would be something fun. But it turned into something weird. Isn't that how it always goes? Yes. Thus far in my experience, it has always ended weird. Um, so, on that note, <laughs> uh, one of the other things that I was looking into when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode was the most popular place to have a first date. And so the Hmm. mobile dating app Clover has been releasing some information for the past few years on where their users have done like the most dates, I think. So their most popular places, I think it uses about 3.5 million users. So all the data. I've never, 
even like heard of anybody on Clover, but there's three. I know exactly. People. I I think this was the first time that I heard about it, and then it was like, oh, we released this study of like millions of users about the top places, and I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, Clover, do your thing. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to p- compare the results that they released in 2015 versus mm-hmm. the results that they released in 2018, so a little more recent. And I have the top three places for both years. Okay. So do you think you – and I want to be straightforward. None of these places are, like, super outstanding places, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, like, just keep – like, set the bar a little lower <laughs> than you might initially sure. for a first date. And then tell me what you think. So for 2015, tell me what you think the number one date spot was for Clover users. Um, uh, Starbucks. I can't believe that you you would guess that right. Was that right? Because it is. That's like, it is. Are you kidding? I don't know why, but like that didn't even, when I was reading this list, I was like, that wouldn't even cross my mind. And of course, of course you would get it because I'm so bad at guessing and you're so good at guessing. (laughs) I love games. I love games. Yeah, oh, so, we should have had a drink on this. I know. God, I'm glad we didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, very impressed with myself. So Starbucks. So okay. Starbucks, yeah, Starbucks so. in 2015 is number one. So okay. what do you think the second and third ones are? Uh, is the second one like a walk in the park or something like that? It is not. So I think there is, I think they did release like Central Park or like a walk in the park or something was lower on the list. So that was a possibility, mm. but it definitely wasn't in the top like 10. So okay, okay. these are all, is this like a, these are all establishments. This, these are all like brands okay. and places. So these are names that I would know. These, so it's not like generic. Yes. These are names you would know. And these are names that we okay. also have on the East Coast, if that helps. Okay. Um, Olive Garden. No, not top three. <laughs> I love me an Olive Garden date, but it's not up there. <laughs> I was about to make fun of it, but I would be happy with an Olive Garden. I, like, I love Olive Garden. I like Garden. Olive Garden. A, it's endless salad and breadsticks. B, yeah, I, I like dressing scampi. I'm I think it tastes really good there. Um, C, PSA, they have good we know drinks. it's not Italian, <laughs> but we're not claiming it is. It's just good. Yeah, Leave no, it's just miscellaneous foods. It's like a lot of Noodles. pasta. It's fine. It's not Italian. Yeah, it's whatever. It's very That's, processed. That should be the tagline like for Olive Garden. It's not Italian. It's whatever. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but that's not it. That's ah. <laughs> you said it's like uh, it's not. I I want to say like frozen yogurt because I feel like frozen yogurt was a thing. I in feel like that would be better. I would like that more. But since you're okay, well, what is it? Yeah, then? so you're not getting it. So number Sorry. two is Chipotle. What? It's Chipotle. <laughs> I would never eat a burrito on a first date. Like what kidding? a high risk. A a burrito. B a Chipotle burrito. Yeah, that's a no. Hard pass. That is a hard freaking pass. So, yeah. So, that's number two. And then... These people. Yeah. What are they thinking? I don't know. They just have no regards for their gastrointestinal systems. Um, yeah. All those beans. <laughs> you don't expect this date to go well, do you? And then the third place was Panera, which... Eh, okay. Yeah, it's better. I wouldn't go to Panera on a date because I'd be really worried I'd run into my dad because he frequents the Panera around these parts. 
That's a very specific concern. Um, <laughs> it is, but that's what I thought about. I was like, oh, I would see my dad at the Panera. I don't want to go on a date there. I I think I, I wouldn't mind it. It's like, it's kind of, it's a very quick restaurant type thing. So very if you cash, wanted to, yeah. yeah, if you wanted to sit there a little longer, you could, but like, it could also yeah. be done in like 20 minutes. So. It feels like a high school date to me. It does. It feels like a 16 to 19 year old yeah, date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's okay. why. Maybe a lot of Clover users are younger. Who Very knows? Interesting. Um, but the study in 2015 also found that men prefer restaurants, whereas women prefer coffee shops for a first date. Any thoughts mm. on that? Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Coffee shops. Well, like if you order a coffee, it's much you can kind of dictate how long your date is. Like you can drink your coffee and be like, oh, I have to run. It was nice to meet you. Or you could just, like, sit and talk for a long time. You kind of are in control of that. Whereas if you go to a restaurant, I mean, not really Chipotle at the same, but if you went to Olive Garden, you like would be... Like a sit-down dic- restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the only restaurants, Chipotle and Olive Garden. <laughs> you would be um, kind of bound by the time, the time it yeah. takes. Yeah, and they, they bring the check, and then it's, like, a little bit more formal. And, like, a coffee is a little bit more like a feeling it out, like this can be long or short and I can escape if I need to yeah I mean that's honestly probably why women prefer coffee and guys prefer restaurants Mm -hmm. um so in they Clover also released another top list um in 2018 and can you guess the top three spots in 2018 well we have some notes for this episode that we're going over so I know the number one place stays the same <laughs> so Starbucks is number one like it's what how'd she do yeah. it mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm literate mm-hmm. um number two it's a restaurant there are these all restaurants yes okay they're restaurants but they're along the same veins as the last one where they're not super formal restaurants I will say that okay so like fast casual or something yes. Like that. Give me another hint. Um, so the second one you've definitely been to before. They have them where we live. Um, it's more like an East Coast or like even, I guess I would say, kind of Southern place. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Yes! Which I would not, <laughs> <laughs> I would I not have guessed. I said that before. I said that, I almost said that before, but that feels like also very 16. So maybe it's very 16. 16. Like, I... I don't have I guess I should say I don't have anything against people who go to Chick-fil-A or Chipotle or Panera or anything like that for a date in general mm-hmm. but for a first like date a first date a first date in particular I would not take them to Chick-fil-A that's just not my style yeah that's yeah so that was odd to me and it's also like it was confusing to me that that was so high up when that's definitely yeah, just that's an, the second like it's place? it's just an east coast thing too so it's like a super fast casual eatery fast food thing mm-hmm. and it's only one side of the country so i don't know i wouldn't have guessed that so kudos to you um thank you what do you think the third one is and i will say it's on the other side and i don't think you've been to one before so west coast so west coast in and out Burger. It is. It <laughs> is In-N-Out Burger. If we know one thing about the West Coast is that they it's have In-N-Out these. It's In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. I've never been there, but I've never been to the West Coast. I've been to Washington State. That's 
Okay. It's the West Coast. Um, I didn't go to one if they had them. I mean, they may have them there, but I did not. I don't know. That feels like super cash. I don't know. Anytime there's French fries in like a paper thing, I don't. This makes me think of all of those. Am I pretentious? (laughs) It just makes me think of all those meme pages that share images of people going to like In N Out Burger or Chick Fil A, and then they're sitting in their car and they're like, "Would you consider this a good date?" Or like. This is the perfect first date or something, and I'm like, it's is not it a good first date? Because I, it's a good time though. It's like a I'll fun time just hanging out with like your partner. I think that like could be a fun time of like you guys spending time together. Sarah, you and me can go get food. We <laughs> sit in the we've car. We've gone to Chick Fil A and gotten food. Yeah, and stuff. we definitely <laughs> have. That was a great date. But yeah, no. So it just makes me think of all of that, and that makes me think of either a like youngsters, like you're 16 yeah, and you're doing this, children. or like B. I don't know. I just wouldn't want to do that for a first date. <laughs> yeah. No. Huh. Yeah, so there's... I made a list of places I've been on first dates. Like, I, I literally, before we started this, I sat down and I wrote a list of every first date I can remember that I've been on. And this starts with, like, eighth grade. So it's, like, that was a group date to a movie. And then we just went to a movie and then we went home. Um, And then I had dinner and we walked on the beach for a date. I walked around downtown for a date. Um, We dinner in a movie, dinner and drinks, dinner and drinks again, just dinner. And then we went back to his house and talked for a long time. Um, But just dinner, I guess. And then drinks and then drinks and then drinks and then drinks. So I just, I've changed my tune and I mostly just say, yeah, I mostly just go, hey, do you want to go grab a drink? Because that's the same principle as a coffee where I can be like, oh, one drink. It was, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it was nice to meet you. Or I could be like, stay all night until the bar closes. It's, I feel like it's the, I don't want to say alcoholics version of the coffee shop, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, the, I'm not good at waking up early. When am I supposed to go before work? Or am I supposed to get up on a Saturday? I no, I'm not doing that. I also I'm I, definitely an, it's evening an evening to nighttime gal, just yeah. for lighting purposes. Yeah, I look best I in dimness. Like to do, yeah, well, I kind of like to do happy hour, um, and then like you can extend it into dinner if you want, and then you can keep going. Like you can, mm-hmm. it like gives you a lot more options. Whereas like if you're just do happy hour, you can do one drink or two drinks and then be done. Like I, I gotta go, or you could just make it last as long as you want. And I don't have to get up early. So for your drink-only dates, do you drive there or do you Uber there? Well, I am in a unique situation. I have streamlined my process where I wear the same outfit, go to the same bar, and order the same drink every time for these last four drink-drink-drink dates. Um, These guys are going to form a support group where they just talk about how (laughs) you did the exact same thing for all of them. eliminate the variables right like just change out the guy so i'm the same every time um yeah but no so i'm in a unique position because the bar i have chosen is i my friend sarah not you sarah but sarah cockroft shout out hey she her parents live like a block and a half from this bar and i'm friends with her mom i'm friends with both of her parents but i'm like tight with her mom hey Rhonda. but i park at their house and then i walk to the bar so if I need to, I can ditch my car and come back and get it later. But in general, if you were going to drink and it wasn't like 
like I went on a date on like a Tuesday and I knew that even if it went really great, I had to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to have like one or two drinks anyway that I drove to regardless. But if you if it's a Friday and you think your date's going to go well, probably just Uber to that, mm-hmm. you know, or even if you think it's going to go bad, but there's potential for you to stay out. Just Uber. You're like, it's going to go bad and I'm going to ditch him, but I'm going to drink anyways. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Also, there's pot- you can just go out with your friends if it's a Friday. You go to the date, date That's sucks, true. your friends are out, go meet them. Get it. Uber. Always have a backup plan. I always have a backup plan for first date. Or sometimes even more than that. When T-Shirt and I were doing whatever we were doing in, like, the fall, I literally, anytime he and I made plans, I would make plans with somebody else. And guess what? He backed out every single time. So I did my plans with somebody else, and I was really glad to have them because that way I wasn't sad. That's smart. I mean... That's a little. Uh, it's a little weird, but <laughs> it's it was not a healthy. Okay, so but it worked. So you mentioned that you always wear the same thing. So what do you recommend do. for outfits for a first date? Because I have no idea what to do in this department. I don't like anything that I have right now, so I have no idea. So I'll what tell I you what I've been wearing on these dates. Uh, you can actually see it on our Instagram. It's the outfit that I wore to that party that I drug you to at my middle school crushes. Oh, yeah. So if you go back a couple, I don't know, it was like a couple months ago. But if you go back and look on our Instagram, there's a, actually, I think I'm wearing that shirt in like two pictures on our Instagram, but it's fine. I have a black top. It's like a t-shirt top. It's kind of low cut. It's got definitely some cleavage. It's got like a peplum bottom on it and some flowers embroidered on it. So it's casual, but like kind of cute and then I wear I have a pair of jeans that are dark wash they have a rip in the knee so they're just like super cash and I think they make my butt look okay and then I try to wear a little bit of a heel it changes based off of the time of year like I wore booties in the winter and in the hot I wear I have these sandals with like wedges or not wedges but like a platform Mm -hmm. so I have a little bit of height because I feel a little bit more confident with a little bit of height and I always wear big hoop earrings because that's my signature move but that's what I wear and so Jeans and a cleavage top is my recommendation. I think that's I think that's nice because it's casual, but it's also showing off a little something something. Yeah. And the slight platform or like heel or anything kind of elevates it too. So I think that's a good and I always love black. I love wearing black tops, so <laughs> I almost exclusively own black tops. So that's my thing. It's from American Eagle if you wanna see if you can find it. Maybe. Once I have money again. Um so, I know you've done a lot of heavy lifting on the research on this episode, but I did a very quick Google search. <laughs> basically about, the same uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, basically the same. About what to wear on a first date. And I found a Cosmo article that's called Five First Date Outfits and What They Say About You. But I realized it was from 2014. So, I Googled again where I was like, uh, First Date Outfits 2019. And I found a website called whowhatwhere.com. And they have seven outfit ideas for a casual first date and i thought we could go through them really quick and compare sounds good so in the 2014 cosmo article the first one this feels very you it says a skirt with converse i feel somewhat offended by that analysis (laughs) don't (laughs) um i mean you're not wrong because from 16 to 18 that was very me. I had a black A-line skirt that I really liked and I would wear with like a shirt tucked in and Converse and that was that was like my cute outfit going out style. So that was very on brand. This outfit. Um it says 
I'm an alt sprite who enjoys foreign films and browsing Etsy for the most esoteric room decorations. Oh God, that makes me want to barf. <laughs> oh, no. That's not you. That's but that's what it says. It says um, about you. Do you think that's what people thought of me no. when they saw me walking? I down think the absolutely street? not. I that's also not had true. like a really short bob at that time. So like, really? I think yeah. Mm. I think it was kind of sending mixed signals because I had like yeah. an old lady's haircut. But I had like a skater girl's outfit. So I feel like skater girl is the vibe it sends, not whatever that said. Yeah, um, so Okay, the next outfit is jeans and a low cut top, which is exactly what I said mm-hmm. a second ago. And this says, Hey, look how chill I am because I'm not wearing a dress. I'm one of the guys, but boobs though. Look at my boobs. And I feel very called out because I'm like, Yes. Don't I feel like that's me. how a lot of girls feel though, where they're like, We want to be seen as like casual and chill and fun and able to hang out with but we don't want you to forget the reason why we're all here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay, next it says a maxi dress, which says hippie side. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like a maxi um, dress. I, yeah, that's good for me. Next it says a little back dress and heels, which it says, unless you're going to the fanciest bar ever, you may be overdoing it. And I feel that because... I like a little black dress and heels, but, like, eh, where am I going? Like, I can't – that neighborhood bar that I walk to from my friend's parents' house, I'm not going to show up in a little black dress and heels. I don't have a little black black dress right now. Um, oh, I have so many if you want to borrow one. Yeah, so just keep, um, mail me one, please. Okay. I keep I keep buying them, so – and not wearing them, so I can send you one. Um, and then finally it says a wrap dress, and it says a tad formal for a first date but classy i love me a wrap dress i will say i just recently Mm -hmm. discovered that i liked wrap dresses i think that i recently discovered that i thought they looked good on my body type and so yeah i don't have a lot i have one that i could think of and then a couple wrap tops Mm -hmm. um so i think i'm slowly but surely gonna have like 10 wrap items in my wardrobe (laughs) because i think that they look good on me so yeah no I, i agree i think they look good too And then I'm going to very quickly go through this seven outfit ideas for a casual first date from 2019 because I think these are very trendy and not realistic. The first one says casual t-shirt and leather pants. That's a a no from me. This next one feels like you. Denim jacket, wrap dress, and white sneakers. That does. I think I have all of those items, so (laughs) I could do that one. It's, It's trendy. The next one also feels like you. Flirty halter top and double denim. So denim jacket and jeans with a cute top. Yeah, no, I don't think I have any halter tops, but I would definitely do double denim. I am a fan of double denim. Yeah. Okay, this next one says satin top, skinny jeans, and strappy heels, which is, like, fine, I guess. It's a little classier than any place I can imagine myself going on a first date, but oh well. Mm -hmm. This next one says swordle. Swordle. Next outfit is a sweater and a floral skirt, which, not me. 
I that was me in freshman to sophomore year of college for sure. I had It's got like these in the pictures there's like a floor length skirt. Though. Oh no. I like this out I loved this outfit sophomore year. I would wear it all the time. I had I would wear tights and these short boots and a floral skirt and like just like a normal top, like a normal like kind of like cami or tank top and then a sweater over that. And that was Oh, like a cardigan. This is got No, like... no, no. This is like an a- like an actual sweater. Oh. Just like a plain sweater. Okay. And I would wear that over it. I was a big cardi girl. I wore a lot of cardigans. Oh, I do. Lo- I still to this day love cardigans. Um, I've kind of eased up on them, but yeah. Okay. Next it says high neck top, jeans, and kitten heels. I am anti-kitten heel. I feel like that's the aesthetic that I would one day like to achieve, but I'm definitely not at the point in my life yet where I can achieve it because I think mm-hmm. I like all of those things separately, but I just don't have a good outfit that I could put them all together with now. Okay. Well, you have time. And this last one says basic t-shirt, printed skirt, and block heel. And I hate it. No, none of that sounds good to me. I'm not going to wear it. I'm not going to wear that. Okay. And I think if you wore any of these outfits on a first date, the guy would be like, what the fuck is she wearing? <laughs> Except for maybe the dress with the denim jacket and the tennis shoes. I that's hope, because very... you said that one was the most me. <laughs> well, I think that's the most like wearable in the world. Like it's that the like most makes sense. Normal, yeah, like casual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I have on what to wear on a first date. Thank you. I'll heed this advice. Okay. So for kind of like a wrap up topic, um, I thought we could talk about, or really you could talk about, <laughs> um, your most memorable first date, and that can be memorable in a good or a bad way. So take the I'm going to go with the bad way. <laughs> Isn't it always? Um, <laughs> all but one of them. But I don't want to talk about football anymore. Um, do you have any first date stories before I jump into this? Um, none that are like so memorable in either a good or a bad way. Okay. Well, then I'll just hop in. This was junior year of college. I had class with this guy. We're going to call him Dragon Boy. I think I've alluded to him before in this episode, too. I um, We had class together, but I didn't talk to him. I didn't really know him at all. And I got to class early every day, and so did he, but we didn't, like, speak. And then one day, we're the only two in the classroom. Like, we're still, like, 20 minutes before class starts. And he turns around, and he looks at me, and he goes, hey. And he introduces himself, and he's like, do you want to get dinner sometime? And I'm just kind of taken aback because I'm like, I didn't even know, I didn't I didn't think about him as a person, nonetheless a romantic, like, endeavor. And I was just like, uh, yeah, sure, uh, okay. Like, I had nothing to lose. Like, he was like, five out of ten. Like, he wasn't unattractive, but he wasn't, like, drop dead. Like, I never, I just didn't really pay attention to him before. He had a beard and dark hair, so I was like, all right, I'll bite. Um, that said... We meet. We he asked me out on like a Monday, so I actually saw him in class. That's weird. Twice before that, we went I feel out. like that it would make so me feel weird. weird. Oh, it did. It gave me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I was very on the fence the whole week, but then so like we had class that Friday morning, and then I went out with him that Friday night, and we met at the place. And I get there, and when he asked me out, he had a beard and no glasses. But when I get there, he has no beard and glasses which like that's just a whole other person though 
yeah, he didn't look good. Um, it's like a half catfish. Yeah, it's so weird. And then, like, okay, so he was wearing glasses, but they were transition lens glasses? So they're like sunglasses? My mom has uh, those. Yeah, that's what we like to call a flame dowser. <laughs> that's what we in the biz call dousing the flame. Uh, yeah, doused the flame there, for sure. But I'm like, all right, we have to get through this. So we get inside, and I'm like, he's not attractive, which is a whole bummer, because that's like what you want in a date for them to be attractive and we're talking and we have like nothing in common also i find out he's like five years older than i am i was 21 he was like 26 which is fine like that wouldn't have been a problem but it's still a little but jarring when you think that they're the same yeah, age i thought he was my age but because we had classic but he had like gone back to school or something and i was like oh okay all right and like i don't know like five years older than me i felt like he should have a shit together and he obviously didn't. He was, like, living at home. Anyway, but we're talking, and we can't find a single thing in common. I'm like, well, I like this music. He's like, well, I like this music. And he likes movies, so we finally end on talking about movies, which I haven't seen any movies, but I had just rented Maleficent from the Redbox. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, I saw this. Let me talk about this. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Angelina Jolie did a really good job. He was like, I don't really like Angelina Jolie, but I really like dragons. And I go, oh, <laughs> uh, and at that point, I was just like trying not to look like what? I wanted to run away really bad because like, what the fuck? And yeah, so I'm just like sitting there and like he said a bunch of other really weird stuff on this date that I'm not even going to mention. But he was just like going on and on about this dragon stuff. And he's talking about this video game about dragons, and he's like, yeah, there's a video game that used to be in the United States, but now they're only released in Japan, and so I'm writing a petition to J Japan to try to get the video game back. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, how is this my life? And we were going to a movie afterwards, and I was trying to decide if I wanted to go to the movie or if I should just bail. And right when I'm, like, trying to – I, like, offered to pay, but he wouldn't let me. And then we – um are leaving and I was trying to like decide if I could like make an exit and be like oh I gotta go before the movie but he was like I'm so glad you came out Th I haven't been on a date in a really long time which feels like a red flag oh I was already way over it but I was like I felt so bad I was like I can't ditch now which like I don't know what would have been the right move but I went and saw the movie with him and I felt so bad because he was the one who bought the tickets and was like oh we can use the points next time and I was like oh no we can't yeah, there's, there's no next time. next time there's hardly a this time <laughs> but um that poor dragon boy I know but he texted me we had like spring break the next week so I didn't have to see him for a week which was great and he texted me and he asked me out again like the next day and I was like hey um uh, thank you so much for the other night, but I'm just, I don't think I'm interested in going out again. Like, I appreciate it, but no, thank you. <laughs> I didn't really give him a reason, but I just was like, I mean, that's polite no. enough. Yeah. It's straightforward and polite enough. Yeah, and then, like, we had, like, a couple more weeks of class before our summer, and it was just, like, a little bit awkward, but it was fine. And then he messaged me on Facebook, like, two years later. Like, I had moved, and I was living in Charleston. And he, like, messaged me and, like, tried to ask me out again. And I was like, dude, no. Why would you think I want to go out with you? I already said no. Plus, I don't live there anymore. That's typical for guys also, for you, I feel like. It's two years later. Yeah. They, like, one to two, two years, years later, later they, they like to message you. Yeah. 
too late. Even I had already said no, though. I don't get it. Whatever. That's like Purple Rain did that, too. He messaged me late in the game. I just don't... I don't understand anything. I don't either. But that's probably my most memorable first date, because, like... The like, what was happening? <laughs> yeah, all of it was just a lot. Like, it's, it's very much the stereotypical bad stuff. Like, he yeah. looks different than what you thought he was going to look like. He, You have nothing in common. He's talking about dragons a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if I was writing a rom-com and I had to write a bad date, it would be that date. So that's, that's fun for you. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a joy. But I think that's about all I have to say about first dates. I think that's all I have to say about first dates, too. I think we covered a lot of the bases. Um, and so what are your takeaways for this episode? Okay. My takeaways are get a routine. Find an outfit. Find a bar. Find a drink. Do it over and over and over again until something <laughs> works. Um, my second takeaway is if you ask me out and you have a beard, please show up to the date with a beard. Because I liked it. Or vice versa. Like, if you ask me out, no beard. Show up. Show up the way you asked. Like, I'm not going to cut my hair, like, into a pixie cut, you know? <laughs> that's. That'd I mean, that's crazy. fair enough. Yeah. Um, um, and I think that's pretty much it. Be polite. That's Yeah, that's a good takeaway, too. Be straightforward. Be polite. Um, I think for me, it would be try and ask intriguing questions try and bounce off of each other and kind of do mm -hmm. more narratives rather than very specific job interviewing questions which i know you don't like but <laughs> yeah. um i think that i also think that you know there's good reasons for not having a second date even if you thought the first one went well that i didn't realize there's so many reasons mm -hmm. um but it's just a good opportunity for you to get out there and be in the world and meet new people and converse and laugh and have fun regardless um so just be open i think yeah. and go to starbucks in summary apparently <laughs> yeah sure in summary be open be honest be kind that should um, be our new tagline <laughs> yeah be open be honest be kind which is we're like the do, slutty Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yep, that's us. On that note, if you have any comments, concerns, anecdotes, advice, uh, instructions, um, love letters you want to send us, our Instagram and Twitter DMs are open. We are the Lonely Sluts on both of those. We also have a Gmail, the Lonely Sluts at gmail.com. Thank you so very much for listening to us. You're probably tired of hearing us talk today. We talked a very long time, but this is an important topic, you know. Hopefully Sarah has the courage to go out on some first dates up in Pittsburgh, and we'll have some new content to update you on. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know what to wear, maybe I'll go. <laughs> there we go. Hopefully that little teaser will tide you over until next time. But thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.